Hey, I'm Curious City reporter Monica Eng, and as we close out the final days of Black History Month, we're going to bring you a story of Black food history from right here in Chicago. It's the story of a sandwich. It's chopped ribeye, real onions, the cheese, sauce that we make ourselves, and the sweet peppers, hot peppers, and tomatoes. A sandwich that people will travel miles to get and wait in long lines to eat. I really enjoy it with sweet or hot peppers on it. A sandwich that gets folks super riled up about who does it best. I mean, it's as big of a divide as the Cubs and the White Sox. Maybe you already know the sandwich I'm talking about, but maybe you've been missing out this whole time. Either way, it's a sandwich that deserves more attention. That story's coming up. So if you've ever listened to Curious City, you may have heard me do stories about what foods were invented in Chicago, because folks keep asking us questions about them. But there are still so many I haven't explored. And one of them is basically Chicago's version of a Philly cheesesteak. It's a bundle of chopped ribeye beef, American cheese, a mild type sauce, grilled onions, fresh tomatoes, and a bright green pepper-based relish all on a steamed hoagie roll. If you still don't know what I'm talking about, it's called a sweet steak sandwich. It's a longtime staple of Southside eating and a sandwich that essentially tells the story of classic Chicago fast foods, but also the story of a passionate rivalry and sadly, a story of cultural and racial segregation. Because even today, a huge part of Chicago doesn't even know it exists. And that's after half a century. Yep, because the sweet steak actually turns 50 this year. So how come it's still so little known beyond the South Side, and especially among non-Black diners? To learn more, I talked to Chicago writer and cultural critic Ernest Wilkins. He's been eating sweet steaks since he was a kid in the 80s. And to him, it's more than just a sandwich. It was a reward for good grades or when I got home from college, you know, that was one of my first stops. So it's just a part of my entire existence as a native Chicagoan. It's home, it's delicious, and it's it's like biting a hug. But for years, Wilkins felt like this Southside favorite got ignored by mainstream media, as if food hardly mattered if it was made south of Roosevelt Road. So for me, it was really annoying because I kept seeing these best lists, these best lists, these best lists, best food in Chicago and best sandwiches in Chicago. And I just got so pissed because I would be like, wait, so my grandpa, my dad, my mom, all of the stuff that we've been eating our entire lives, you know, that stuff doesn't count. So he wrote about it in the summer of 2017 for the Chicago Reader. And then a whole bunch of other food journalists suddenly started talking about it. I then saw you know, this interest in the sweet steak sandwich that didn't exist before. And I'm not, you know, assuming that I'm the one who brought it to people's attention, but I do think the timing is a little interesting. (laughs) I have to admit to being part of that Chicago food media that hadn't heard of a sweet steak till Wilkins' story. Shame on me. But I wanted to learn more. So I started at the beginning. Like, how did this sandwich start? For the answers, I turned to Ed Perkins II. Yes, this is Ed. How you doing? Because it was his dad, Ed Perkins Sr., who created the sandwich. Oh, yeah. He says his dad was first inspired back in the mid-60s during visits with a pal who lived in Philadelphia. He had an army buddy that he uh, served with that was from Philly, who had his own couple of little ice cream shops and stuff like that in Philly. 
There, his dad got the idea to open his own ice cream and sandwich shop. He called it Taurus Flavors because he was a Taurus. At first, it was just sub-sandwiches, or hoagies as they call them out east. But he was also intrigued by the idea of making Chicago's version of the Philly cheesesteak. So he basically took that idea and kind of remixed it for Chicago. And that remix, well, it basically borrowed elements of some of the city's favorite fast foods to make what one could reasonably argue is the most Chicago sandwich of all. I mean, this thing is like the greatest hits of Chicago street food, like the love child of an Italian beef, the big baby, Southside barbecue, and a Chicago-style hot dog. So how could this be? Well, let's start with that signature ingredient, the sweet sauce. That ended up on the sandwich because the younger Perkins says his father knew. You know, Chicago is, is, uh, is famous for mild sauce. Yep, mild sauce, the ubiquitous South Side ingredient for fried chicken, pizza puffs, fries, and sometimes even barbecue. Perkins says his dad's sauce is a lot like mild sauce. Except it's a little sweeter. But Wilkins describes it like this. The sweet sauce, I don't know what it is. I don't care to know. It's just a signature thing that tastes like like that sweet and sour sauce you get in the package if you get Chinese takeout. Like that sweet and sour sauce and like the best barbecue sauce you've ever had. Okay, so that's Chicago influence number one, mild sauce. Chicago influence number two, the South Side double cheeseburger called the Big Baby. Like the Big Baby, the sweet steak sandwich features nicely griddled onions and two slices of American cheese. Perkins said the choice of American cheese for the sweet steak was pretty simple. He tried a little bit of everything, and the American cheese seemed to be the one that people liked the most. And it was was cost-effective. Moving on to Chicago influence number three, the Chicago-style hot dog. Like a lot of Chicago dogs, the sweet steak roll doesn't get griddled, it gets steamed. And then it's topped with a sweet neon green treat that's part pepper and part pickle. It's basically like a relish, but it's a little bit sweet, yet a little bit of tang with a little bit of crunch. Some sweet steaks have both sweet and hot peppers, kind of like Jardinera, which I see as the influence of Italian beef, or of the sport pepper on top of a hot dog. Some people love it, some people hate it. Other people say, give me extra, so, you know. And for the final Chicago hot dog touch, you finish a sweet steak with a couple of slices of fresh tomato. It's an addition Wilkins says is not everybody's cup of tea. I know some people don't get tomatoes. I get tomatoes. You gotta, you gotta eat healthy. <laughs> These tomatoes were the final touch in a winning combination that took Ed Perkins Sr. a long time to perfect. But after about five years of trial and error... He finally came up with a formula that worked. And in 1971, he debuted the sweet steak sandwich at Taurus Flavors Ice Cream and Sandwich Shop. This sandwich, along with the hoagies, was super popular, and the business was growing. By 1972, Taurus Flavors had expanded to seven Southside locations, and even one in Pennsylvania. That year, the Chicago Defender ran a Taurus Flavors ad, calling the hoagies a meal and a treat that's all full of meat, and the steak sandwich a meal on a bun that's good for everyone. But Ed Perkins Sr. took on a lot of business partners, and there were disputes along the way. Other people opened unauthorized copycat tourist shops. 
So eventually, he pared down his operations to just one location at 85th and Stony Island. And business was still going strong in 2016 when Ed Perkins Sr. passed away, leaving his son and daughter to run the place. And they kept busy, with lines that regularly formed outside the shop before they even opened. And things stayed that way until the summer of 2019, when tragedy struck. A car crashed into the corner of the small shop, bashing through one of the walls. But demand was so high, they just kept selling sandwiches out the back door. Till the city shut them down. And that essentially ended the 55-year-old family business. Yeah, so there's a lot going on with that, too. Perkins says they want to rebuild, but they're facing some major construction and logistical challenges. We got a, a, a quite a hill to go up to try to rebuild. So, and I don't even know how that's all going to happen. So, people are really missing the hoagies and the steaks over from Torres Flavors. So, with the last Perkins-owned tour shop closed, is there any place to get a decent sweet steak sandwich these days? That's coming up after the break. So, Taurus Flavors on Stony Island, the last Perkins-owned location, was permanently closed in 2019. Sure, you can still find shops calling themselves Taurus Flavors, but Perkins says they were not authorized by his dad. The only one that ever stayed in business that he helped get in business was uh, Roosevelt McCarthy with Home of the Hoagie. He was one of the only ones that was, you know, sanctioned or blessed by my father and, and went on his own and did his own thing. Yep, another hoagie and sweet steak place, home of the hoagie. It's over in Morgan Park on 111th. But here's yet another super Chicagoy piece of the story. For years, there was this big rivalry over which place did the sweet steak better, Taurus on Stony or home of the hoagie. And according to writer Ernest Wilkins, you were either in one camp or the other. I mean, it's as big of a divide as the Cubs and the White Sox. Um, You are either a Taurus person or home of the hoagie person. Wilkins was a Taurus person, but he's reluctantly gone to the other side. Due to Taurus flavors, unfortunately, you know, getting messed up by that car driving into it. Home of the hoagie is the best place you're going to go. I say that with gritted teeth. I like home of the hoagie. If you like fries, they serve fries. They don't serve them at Taurus. I believe that's sacrilege, but who am I? Go to Home of the Hoagie, have yourself a steak. Say you it's your first time there. Don't be scared. They won't bite you. And, and enjoy yourself. So that's what I did. Last summer, I decided it was time for my very first sweet steak sandwich. I dropped by the Morgan Park Institution about a half an hour before it opened. And already there was a line of customers waiting down the block. So I talked to this guy named Eugene Weatherspoon. He was leaning against a white SUV with a receipt in his hand. So I asked what he was waiting for. I'm waiting for a steak, two steaks, and order fries. That's all. How could you describe it to people? Uh, I really enjoy it. With sweet or hot peppers on it. And it's some kind of red sauce they make. That's real sweet, that's really good. Excuse me, she wanted to do an interview about the, the steak place. The person he was pointing to was owner Denise Brown, who had just arrived. She's the daughter of the late Roosevelt McCarthy, Perkins Sr.'s old business partner. I asked if all the business is local or if people come from outside the neighborhood. 
They actually come from Iowa and different places. They said, I'm coming just from Iowa. I'm coming straight here and I'm getting back on the highway going back. I stick with everything we started with from the beginning. So all our products is good, fresh, every day, you know. With all these endorsements, I decided to brave these seemingly endless line and try one. After a full disclosure, Denise Brown personally took my order saying just this once. But even with this inside track, she said it would be about 20 minutes because they make everything to order by hand. Eventually, they called my number and I grabbed my warm bag of food and headed to the car. Thank you, have a great day. When I finally got my teeth into this beefy, cheesy, sweet creation, I realized Ernest Wilkins was right. This was intense and totally worth the long wait. I wondered if the sandwich might ever end up expanding beyond the South Side. I asked Wilkins about it. Do you think it'll ever be served? On oh, yeah, we're team? getting a gentr- we'll get a gentrified sweet steak. You know, like I said, the Columbusing thing, it's it's if we haven't had it, it's new to us. So somebody will, you know, make a gentrified version and they'll use like, I don't know, Impossible Burger or something like that. And it'll be twenty six dollars, whereas a regular one is like four fifty. And, you know, it is what it is. But I think if it can be like a hot chicken situation where the gateway is a mass commercialized, bland, watered down version that can get somebody to go, this sucks. Let me go try the real one then I guess I'll count that as a win too, you know? A win because anything that can bring the city together through food is a plus. And speaking of that, Perkins has another interesting idea that could expand the reach of the sweet steak, especially to vegetarians like him. I do make uh, a steak uh, vegetarian. That's kind of the way I want to go. There's a way that you use uh, walnuts that I tried that was pretty good. Yep, a walnut vegetarian sweet steak. Only problem with that is people have nut allergies. He said to stay tuned to the tourist website and Facebook for updates as he tries to find a way to keep the family business alive. But whether it's on the north side or south side or made with steak or walnuts, the sweet steak is about more than just food. For people like Wilkins, it's about special memories. So when I eat a sweet steak, I get transported back to the stopping after a White Sox game with my dad to get one. I think about my mom bringing me one home the first time I went from college. And for me, I want more people to have this. Like, I don't want people to not try it. If anything, I want more people to try it because you will create a lasting memory if only the journey you go on to get the sandwich. And if you haven't tried the sandwich before, step outside of your comfort zone because it's delicious. Curious City is produced by Stephen Jackson and Joe Dassault. Our digital producer is Maggie Sivet. Natalie Dahlia is our intern. Our editor is Alexandra Solomon. And the whole gang is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. I'm Monica Eng. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.